The views and opinions heard on PS You Got This are being expressed by the hosts and guests. Yet does not necessarily reflect everyone's thoughts, ideas, and opinions. Any content provided by our hosts and slash or guests are of their opinion and are not intended to offend any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual or anyone or anything. The content and discussion in this podcast will necessarily engage with topics, news, current events, and things we choose to talk about every week. If you feel offended or triggered by our opinions, let us know why and we can have a conversation. Thank you. Enjoy. If you can drink ram's piss, fuck you can drink almost anything. PS Universe, it is Sunday evening. No, it's not. It's Monday. We took the night off last night because everybody was butt tired and had things to do. And you know how the world works. But we're here tonight. JD's not with us again. He got something going on the internet. They shut him off. They locked him up. They're taking away his freedom of expression. I don't know. That's what he says. But then again, you got me and Gadget Clay tonight. So what's going on, brother? Yeah, not much. Just, you know, another day of work completed, you know. Having to be up for like upwards of 12 to 15 hours a day and spend most of that traveling on the road just to get back and forth to your job. Oh, I understand. Now you're working for the man. You were yep. a capitalist, man. Be proud of it. Be proud. You're a capitalist Democrat. <laughs> ah, that's some funny shit right there. So, what you got for the folks tonight? Oh, boy. You know. To reiterate what I mentioned a little bit about last week, like, um, I mentioned the FEMA camps. Like, I've been around people, like, family members that know about these so-called FEMA camps that's supposed to be getting set up and, you know, all this other jazz that's supposed to be going on. And it's, All yeah. because of new technology. All because of new technology. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, you know, speaking of FEMA camps, now, um, that's where I got the idea for creating the cycle of drama. Um, so I just want to run something by the PS Universe, run it by you all. So just question that pop in my mind. That's all it is. I got questions on my mind when I hear things, read things, study things, whatever. Now, recently, over the past few weeks, AOC made a claim that President Trump did not help her grandmother in Puerto Rico during one of the hurricanes. That was her claim, right? She let Trump just did not help her grandma at all. But I'm thinking in my mind. Bitch, you are a congresswoman who makes money, 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 money. Why can't you help your grandma? Why you need to depend on somebody else to do that? All right? So I'm, I'm listening to that shit, and I'm like, really? So you depend on somebody else to take care of your grandma. You can't do it even though you got a bunch of money. But now at the same time, this reporter down in Puerto Rico started a GoFundMe for that family, made a bunch of money. The family refused the money. They didn't want the money. Now, so the reporter interviewed AOC's aunt. Okay, and says, let me set the striker straight. Trump sent supplies. The Puerto Rican government didn't give it to us. It was our own government that didn't give us supplies. Had nothing to do with Trump. So in my mind, again, I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing is asking questions. Did AOC know for a fact that the Puerto Rican government denied supplies to the Puerto Rican uh, citizens? Because she's talking to her as her aunt, right? They should be talking about this stuff. So did she know these things and willingly, willingly lie on air about Trump just because they got something to create the cycle of drama? And if so, why did anybody in the news media say, oh, by the way, the real story is the Puerto Rican government denied supplies to Puerto Rican citizens, not Donald Trump? 
But no, of course, everybody's going on the cycle of drama. What can we be mad about this week? Oh, Trump did not give AOC grandma any supplies. We're going to be mad about that. But when the truth came out, no one gave a fuck. And I'm like, really? I, I just it, it twists my noodle sometimes to think that people choose feelings over facts. Right. What's your thoughts on that? What's your thoughts yeah. on that? Boy, this list, as we always talked about before, somebody always looking for something to be mad at. Right. But when you find out a truth about something, shouldn't someone go, oh, by the way, this is what really happened? Or people just don't care anymore about what really happened. Right. It's like, you know, it's like you got so many stories out there that get twisted around. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, I mean, do we do we and choose to a... Um, adhere to the negative um, aspect of the story. And like, oh, something bad happened there. We need to focus on that right there. Not the truth, the bad stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, really? That's why I don't that's why I don't do social media no more because eh, it's just a waste of my time. But I just find like that I'm just asking questions. Did this congresswoman blatantly flat out lie on news, on the news source, on news media about the former president when all of a sudden if she didn't know that the Puerto Rican government withheld the, the supplies. Did she willingly lie? Yeah, that's my question. But I always say the same thing. Politicians are born trained liars. They mm-hmm. take classes on how to lie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, I just, I, I find it amazing that everything that comes out of a lot of people's mouths is all bullshit anyway. But you got to, like I said, form your own opinion, you know? And that's what I do. That's why I ask questions, you know? You yeah, I just know me. If I had all the money she had, I would not depend on somebody else to take care of my grandma. You know, I'd be taking care of my grandma. Right. I would. I would. I would use my own money to take care of my. Well, my grandmother's gone. God rest her soul. But you know what I'm saying? Family members, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Any family member. What I'm saying. So I, I question the uh, the. I, I guess her legitimacy of her statements, you know, because if she knew before she made those statements that Trump was not the problem and said it anyway, that makes her a bold-faced liar. Now, mm-hmm. she can go on the idea that she didn't know, but then again, if you didn't know, why not find out before you make a statement like that? Right. Always, that's what I say, um, always do your research before you go and say things, you know? Right, right. Like I said, then again, like I said, if she knew if she knew from my talking to her family in Puerto Rico that the government of Puerto Rico denied supplies, that she already knew that and we still went ahead and said that it was Trump's fault. Yeah, that's um, that's just that's reaching for the goalpost right there because it's getting further and further away because, you know, yeah, Trump's going to come back in a couple of years. But right now they got nothing to blame it on, you know, so they got to blame it on. Let's blame Trump anyway, even though he's not even here. Let's blame him anyway. Right. So I don't know, like I said. It just seems to me like uh, more and more, it's getting more and more common that if the news media does not have anything to report on drama, they create the cycle of drama. They will go ask somebody to, you know, start stir the, stir the shit pot, if you will, you know, just to get people to buy into the drama. Because I guess people don't buy the newspaper or read news if it's good news. Right. I mean, I, I, always, I always read news, good or bad, you know. I don't like really reading in the bad news because it's, because of the fact that it gets so sad and 
So uh, the but that's the, that's the but that's the idea. They share the despair. That's how they that's their cash cow. If they make you upset and make you feel bad and negative, they can cash in on that because you go buy what they're selling you, which is you know you know pretty much always you know bullshit. Like oh, let's yeah. have a bunch of that with some syrup on there. But I'm sorry, you can put syrup on a turd does not make it a pancake. Right. Right. Oh. Right. I mean, I had something, I, I had something besides that. I had, a, I had a, an epiphany last night, but I'm going to hold that till later on. But I want to hear what you got going on for the folks. How is your YouTube channel working out? I, I, uh, I find it, well, my job is like, it's slow right now. And then, you know, on other things I've had in my downtime, I um, have been doing some things, you know, outside of my job, like, you know, watching over people's houses, like my, mainly my godmothers, you know. Now, did you get your new camera? Or you talk about getting a video camera. Yeah, I got a video camera and I got a tripod for it. I just haven't had any chances. I filmed with, I've maybe shot one video with it so far. I haven't had a chance to get out and film because it's been so hot. So, the video that you filmed was your background music going bong, chicka, wow, wow. Uh, I wasn't no, <laughs> no background music or nothing. It's going to be called the, um, the Kentucky Tickling Booty Bandit Volume 1. Let's yeah. get freaky diggy. Nah. Um, but yeah, Come on, I, you know, you want to be a porn star, everybody wants to be a porn star, right? Except John, you can't be a porn star no more. But yeah, um, and good news, I know it's, I know it's a year old. I finally watched the second part of the Centoria Brown story. Okay, uh, um, maybe tell me about that. It's on uh, Netflix, it's called Murder to Mercy, the uh, Centoria Brown story. Okay. Plays on the first part of the first part of it with the um, PBS's documentary "Me Facing Life." Netflix pretty much picked up from there and continued the story on from when she was uh, locked away uh, up until the point that she got out in 2019. And how, but didn't but it didn't mention, you know, well, it mentioned briefly how she met her current husband, Jay Long. Now, remind the folks what happened to her. What what was the whole whole story? Okay, so fast forward back now, seventeen years. Well, now going on seventeen years ago, two thousand four, um, Nashville, Tennessee. She was uh, she had ran away from home and had been hanging out with this dude named Gary McGoffin. Right, and cutthroat. He was her. Might as well say he was her pimp. Okay. Right. He had told her that, you know, you get late, you know, you've been a little slouch. I need you to get out, you know, do some stuff for me. You gotta earn. He needed her to get out and make some money. Right. You gotta earn. Yeah. So, um, he, she ended up going to the East Nash, uh, going to East, East part of Nashville, Tennessee. Which is uh, which was back then a popular red light district. Gotcha. Well, that's probably more than probably more than red light. It probably had had everything down there. Yeah. Had appropriate had stuff going on down there. <laughs> well, yeah, she ended up meeting up meeting up with this dude named uh, Johnny William Allen, and um. They end up, you know, settling on a price. Like at first, she said two hundred. Then he said one of the name met in the middle at one fifty. They went back <laughs> to his house. 
And um, initially, she had wanted to go back to the hotel, but um, he was like, no, let's just stay here. And they were upstairs, right? Right. And uh, she asked, like, um, can we go downstairs and watch some TV? You know, because she didn't feel comfortable around him. Right. So she was trying to put him to sleep watching TV. So I guess eventually they got born and went back upstairs. And uh, she mentioned again that he grabbed her private part and gave her a fierce look. Right. Now, I remember this. Uh, didn't that something to do with um, she was held hostage and raped and all that stuff too? Or, and she uh, woke up and killed him and something like that? Was having sex with her multiple times. She was basically being sex traffic. Yeah, right, right. Then um, she she killed him, right? Uh, no. Uh, Cutthroat got killed by somebody else. Okay, so she didn't kill anybody. She killed Johnny William Allen. That's what she killed. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, so that, I, I, that was the things where we talked about. I remember something about being held hostage, raped, and one night she actually killed the dude. And yep. you know, uh, yeah. And um. He said she did it in self-defense, but they looked at the way he was shot. Like, it was execution style. So, um, fast forward two years later, um, after the fact, um, the 2006, she was initially sentenced to life with the possibility of parole after serving 90% of her sentence or 51 years. Right, right. So... Um, the documentary goes on. She starts going to college at Lipscomb, which they have a, a, um, a college program that uh, has college classes that um, at, at the uh, Tennessee Prison for Women. It allows her to get associate degrees and associate of science or whatever. Um, she, ended up get, she ended up graduating from there while in prison and got an associate's degree. And during the midst of that time, she was going to school, she met her current husband, Jay Long, and they started writing each other back and forth, and she was writing right. her book at the same time. Right. So, fast forward um, 15 years later, 2019, okay, um, she, uh, she got granted clemency by the old but it's right. pretty much uh, what the doctor series murder to mercy and and let on more into after right. after she got sentenced and the life she was living behind bars, which was a pretty good life. And right. after she was going to college and stuff like that before. You know, okay. and it also um yeah. it also gives you a more in depth story about the other the two previous parole hearings that she had. She had um Hey Rob, Rob, you keep cutting in and out. It's like it's like woo 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 woo. Right. It goes high low, high low, high low. You hear me? You never get a headset, did you? I got a headset. It's just, it's no, a I mean, I do one for it. You don't have a new one for that new phone you got because it ain't, it ain't got a 3.5 jack on there. No, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, it sounded like you were going in and out, in and out, woo, 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 real high and low. 
So basically, yeah, there's a documentary out on Netflix now. Is it a two-parter or is it the whole thing? It's a hour and a half. It's a one-part hour and a half um, documentary. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And it's called what? Murders to Mercy, the Centoya Brown story. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, y'all check that out. Cause, uh, we talked about that um, quite a few times on the show. Yeah, Rob followed that case pretty closely. Yep. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's turned out to be a pretty good ending for her. And I follow her now on Instagram at Centoya Brown Official. Her husband um, bought her a car and she got a license and now she can drive. Right. She also started um, her, uh, he also started a project called the Glitter Project to highlight um, sex trafficking and advocate against it and advocate for sex trafficking victims. Right, right. Oh, definitely. I mean, because that's what the whole thing was. Is like I, said, <coughs> I remember some of the story about her being held hostage, used as a sex slave, and she turned around and killed the, killed the dude that was held in hostage. That uh, she went to you know prison and all that and turned her life around. And I'm like, well, she really didn't you know plan to murder nobody. It's just you know fight for survival. Right. I looked at the fact that she took stuff after the fact that she killed him, and you know that's why they gave her the initial sentence of. 51 years. Right. Um, but Bill Haslam in 2019 commuted her sentence to um, 15 years and um, she's now got about 8 years left on the shelf from her 10 years of probation meaning if she recommits she has to go back and serve the other 10. I mean, I'm pretty sure she's not going to. I mean because she worked too hard while she was inside and when she got out to make her life better she's not going to do anything to jeopardize that probation parole, you know? Right. Nah, I'm, I'm quite sure she's not. Nah. She yeah, no. Nah, the, the type of life she's living right now, especially the lavish life she, she's living with her husband, helping her husband run his home health company, as well right. as running her foundation, the JFAM Foundation. You know, she has a low probability. She has a low um, probability of um, recidivizing. Oh yeah, like I said, you know, she didn't. You know, wasn't a mass murderer. She wasn't into homicide. All that. She was a you know victim of a crime. Then turned around and wanted to survive. So she's the best survival is kill my assailant. You know, I I, I get that. I do. And you know? get this. And, and like she woke up. And like she woke up that morning going, I'm gonna go kill a motherfucker. You know, it wasn't that like that. You know, it's like. But she was held hostage, you know, sexually abused, then decided enough's enough. You know? And, and, and it opened up more about her disability that she has. And which is what? FASD. What, what is that? Fetal alcohol spectrum disorder. Oh, she got alcoholism. Well, yeah. even at, well, she, she was a runaway. Well, she's a runaway at 16, though. I mean, how does that make her an alcoholic? No, her mother was the alcoholic. She was her mother. Was oh, oh, she, hereditary, hereditary. Her mother, Georgina Mitchell, had been drinking while she was pregnant with her, causing her part of her brain not to fully develop. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, I know all that. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I get. I, I was just curious if it was something you know, like schizophrenia, you know, or you know, tendencies, whatever. But yeah, the, the alcohol thing, hereditary. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, and she has FASD. Which FASD caused caused a part of her brain not to develop um, fully in, until later on in life. She was a late born. Yeah, no, yeah. 
I remember that all we had all the SODs in school. We had the slow learning disability kids. Now they weren't stupid. You know, they weren't as a, they just, you know, worked at a different slower pace. That's all it was. Right. Because I had a lot of friends in that program. I mean, they weren't dumb kids. They just worked at a slower pace. That's all it was. Then I had friends that, you know, in the um, honor society and the AP honor roll and all them. Them bitches like work zoom, 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 zoom. But I'm like, are you learning anything if you're going zoom, 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 you know? Right. No, but, I was just regular old fuck up in school. So yeah. I to school, got A's, got B's, didn't go to school. <laughs> but I had friends, I had friends all over the spectrum of high school drama, whatever you want to call them. I was friends with some of the jocks. I was friends with some of the nerds, uh, popular kids, the skaters, rednecks, you know, anybody who had clicks with I was friends with everybody, you know. Right. When I was in a gang, I still had friends from different um, parts of the uh, school, whatever, you know. I, I, that's, that, was, that was just a thing, though. I talked to anybody. You talked to anybody, you know. Right, right. So, you know, also, um, it's been a lot happening. Like, um, they painted a mural of Breonna Taylor at one of our parks here in Louisville. And right. somebody splattered paint on it. Really? See, now that's just an asshole thing to do. That's all that is. That's an asshole thing to do. Right. And it was a mural on a basketball court at one of our at one of our parks, not that far from my mom. I got you. Yeah, that's that's just an asshole thing to do. That's so that's someone that's like you say. What can I be mad about today? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, and it's just you know. It's crazy, you know, all the stuff that's going on out here, you know, in this crazy world, you know. Now, see, and people only see what they see on social media. They don't look at the outside world, what's going on. You know, they're creating a super bug. Did you hear about that one? Uh-uh. CRISPR has now, is now um, engineering a super bug. <laughs> that's, yeah. So people are worried about uh, politics or what's going on, what's trending, or whatever. There's people in this world creating a superbug. See, we're not paying attention to that. I, I do. <laughs> I do. Right. Yeah, we, just had, we just had um an asteroid pass by that was actually the size of the Space Needle. The one out in Seattle. Uh-huh. There's an asteroid that actually passed by that was the size of the Space Needle. Do people even care about that? No, they won't see, and they, they won't care until the actual bitch is coming to Earth. You know, oh, asteroid, it goes by all the time. Yeah, but they go by with you know different um, microbes, genomes, um, my, um, organisms, material, bacteria, wavelengths. So yeah, when it, it's not just passing by, it's actually trailing some stuff too. <laughs> But oh, I'm not worried about it. We just need to focus on getting, you know, rid of gas. We need to focus on killing the chickens and the cows and the pigs and eating lettuce. No asshole, I want bacon. Um, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say this. Um, yeah, I, I'll say this. Take away my religion, but don't take away my bacon. All right, I can give up. I give up swine before I can God. <laughs> right. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say this. Um, Right now, things have been getting kind of crazy around the city, as usual, you know. Really? Why now? Why now? I, I'm just curious, because I, I got just, theories in my head, but go ahead. Why? 
And let me ask you that question. Okay, since your murder rate has risen, how many of those murder rates have been contributed to police violence? Um, you can say it. You can say it. You can say zero if you want to. Next to nine. They say it might be gang violence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. See, but once again, ain't nobody gonna talk about that on the media. Hey, right. murder rights rising, but you know, since there ain't no white cops involved, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about the other stuff. I get it. Like I said, I get it. They, they create their cycle of drama. They look for what to sell. You know, gang violence is not selling anymore. You know, it's like, oh, gang bangers. 20 kids shot each other over a street corner. Oh, they don't make the news anymore. Why not? That is a common problem in America. That needs to be fixed. Like, that's wrong. But see, that's the whole thing. How do you fix that? How do you fix the gang violence in America? You take away guns or you make them better people? What's the option there? Um, We've tried opening community centers and YMCAs and stuff like that. No, I I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, I mean, is it too late for the older ones, though? You know, the ones that are, um, say, you know, mid-20s, 20, 25. Is it too late for them? Can they change their life around? Because you look at Tukey Williams. You know who Tukey Williams is, right? I don't know if they sold tools to, but he got so many, he got so many of them that's so ingrained. Knucklehead. Knucklehead. Yeah. You know who Tootie you know um, Williams is, right? Tukey Williams is, right? Yep. Yeah. Rock. Can okay, you hear me? Yeah. You know who Tukey Williams is, right? Yes. You keep dropping out. I I hold on. All right. I know who, I know who Stanley Tucker Williams is. Yeah, the the creator, the founder of the Crips and everything. You know he went to jail and all that, and then was put on death row. I mean, I watched that whole thing where they tried to appeal. I actually wanted wanted them to appeal that, but you know, you see, he went from you know kid doing stuff, then the young adult to adult, you know, straight knucklehead. But he turned his life around at the last moment. But, I mean, is it too late for the ones now? You know, I mean, it's, uh, it's what, you know, 20 years now. So, but the kids in their 20s, is it too late for them to change the idea of, hey, let's kill each other over a street corner? It's never too late for them to change that, but you got to be willing to. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. It goes back to we talk about drug addicts. You can only help them so far. They got to want to help themselves. So, yeah, I mean, right. yeah, we got the next generation, you know, and I, I got an idea. The next generation of kids, we don't feed them Tide Pods or listen to Baby Shark. Man, we can get a better, get a better crop this time. Right. I just my, my opinion, my opinion. That's all it is. That's my opinion. Yeah, I heard that Baby Shark. I'm like, oh hell no! I know what's wrong with kids nowadays. It's Tide Pods and Baby Shark. That's what. That's why everybody's so fucked up now. <laughs> that's all just annoying. But see, we had the same thing when I when I was a young adult and had my kids. They had the Barney shit. Now, I didn't let my kids watch Barney because I watched them like, nope, I know what you're trying to teach kids. Nope. <laughs> but it's a good song. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, you know, I, I see the, you know, I know how they catch the young people to catch them little, catch them little tunes and everything like that. And they go like, now we can program you. Nope. <laughs> and it is that, you know, if you want to go back to way back when, Oh, it's always, always been advertising has always found a way to get inside someone's mind using psychological, just basic psychological te- um, techniques. Like I say, McDonald's and advertising has always been like yellow makes you want to feel hungry. So it ain't that you want McDonald's. You see yellow and think, 
oh, I'm hungry. Even if you just ate, you know, there's um, the red, the blue, the green. Um, there's also um, different ways, they, the fonts, the, um, the serifs, you know. Um, there's always tricks in advertising that they get you to buy stuff. And, of so course, it's all, even when I was a kid, it's still the same thing nowadays. They want you to buy the pretty people stuff so you can be a pretty person like them. And I'm like, no, no, no. It, you don't have to buy the nice clothes, the nice jewelry, the fancy this to be a good person, you know. But I want to be like them. No, no, you don't want to be like them because they're getting paid. You won't get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I was saying, you know, plastic surgery, like the Brazilian butt lifts and getting the women Brazilian getting that. butt lift. What is a Brazilian butt lift? You caught my attention. Okay, so a Brazilian butt lift is pretty much where they give you uh, what they what they um, cut some of the cut some of the fat away from your buttocks and lift okay. it up. And like like lifting breasts and everything. Yeah. So you so your ass ain't flabby. It's actually um. Sitting up high, or is you know taut, whatever you want to, yeah, taut. That's the word for it. Yeah, and then they give you like these butt injections, and um, and like um, like some women go as far as to have butt implants to make the butt bigger. So, now let me ask you this question: Should a twenty-year-old girl have to worry about those things? No. You know, should a twenty-year-old girl have to worry about having her butt lifted or putting Botox in her, you know, whatever, and skin and everything. Because you're a 20-year-old person, you're still going to grow and develop. Now, I understand right. if you get around 40, 50, you want to start getting some things done. I get that. But for a 20-year-old, I mean, that should, even for guys, there's no reason for a 20-year-old guy to want to change his whole body, you know, to look like someone they see on TV. You know, I, I, right, yeah. Sarah, right. Let's talk about these um, um, types of pills that, like, make your manhood bigger. Oh, no, doesn't work. Doesn't work. But I've always had a theory of getting a tattoo on my penis, but only making it bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a joke there. But uh, I did have one more thing to talk about, because like I said, I had an epiphany last night, and, it, and it, it, it hit me like, why do we enjoy warm water? So I went on that whole thing in my and see those things I think about when I'm watching TV or playing video games. Why do we enjoy warm water? I mean, is it because it's comfortable? It's soothing. I mean, hot shower, hot bath, hot tubs. Now, even in the pools, you want your pools heated. But now you can take a cold shower, but it's not as comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Right. So we actually enjoy, you know, warm water. I think about, you know, the uh Oh, everybody talks about the apocalypse. So the apocalypse, we will lose electricity, which means hot water, electricity, technology, whatever. But so can you imagine if people in this world pay money to have hot water, no longer have hot water? Are they going to, you know, have a psychological breakdown? They're going to have a mental shift in their, you know, the whole mood swing. Because does the warm water represent, you know, the wound itself? Because we come from the wound, which is all encased in warm liquid. So are we trying to get back to that, or is that how is that our comfort zone? Then I think about like you know um, people that shower in the cold or they shower in rivers. So there's not warm water, but do we enjoy warm water so much that we pay for it? But yet we want cold air. You know that's the that's the human species I look at right now. Like we pay for AC and we pay for electricity to have warm water. So when we lose warm water, get cold water and hot air. Is it going to make us mentally flip, if you will? 
No, there's no research. What you would want to do is one day take a cold shower and see how you feel about it. Now, you have to sometimes. I've, I've gone because you'd lose power um, during hurricanes, whatever. It's just so you could take a cold shower. It's huh. doable. You can get clean, but it's not comfortable. So we choose to have warm water. Is it because, and I ask, you know, is it because we, it reminds us of being in the womb where we were safe, we were, you know, comfortable, we were, you know, encradled in that goodness of, you know, life, if you will. So are we trying to return to that or trying to um, remind ourselves of a better time? Because I've, I've been on all the spectrums. I've taken water, baths in, sh- in lakes, rivers, um, outside showers. Um, Right. And I've also had the ones in my house, which are, you know, warm water in the bathtub and warm water in the shower. So I, but I understand that I can do cold water, but I enjoy the warm water, you right. know? So I thought about that. I'm like, I wonder if anybody else thinks of the shit that I think about. And I think about warm water. Do we really enjoy it? And when we lose it, are we going to mentally flip? You know, I'm prepared for it. You know, I can take, I can take a shower outside in a water hose, we, you know, cold water, but I can do that. How many folks in this world are going to lose their mind when they don't have warm water? I Those are things I think about, you know. I don't have to adapt, you know, just because of the fact of, you know, lose power means no hot water, you know, or none of that. That just, you know, and something that, you know, it's doable for me. I would have to just learn to adapt, just like I had to adapt. Yeah, see, that, that's where I, go, I come down to. It's like, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the apocalypse, whatever, when we do lose technology, how many folks are ready to adapt to, you know, primitive conditions? I know I can because I've been there before and I know how to. I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but I know I can adapt. Now, I'm going to hate not having, you know, certain amenities, you know, such as warm water or, you know, TV and, you know, entertainment, whatever. But I also know how to read a book. I also know how to write a book at the same time. But I also enjoy communication right now. So I like the technology right now because of communication, like what we do here. We communicate with each other. We communicate with the whole PS universe, you know, at the same time. So I, right. I really enjoy that. So I cannot imagine being out, you know, got a tent set up somewhere in the middle of the woods, scrounging for berries and, you know, killing fish and, you know, hunting whatever to survive because that's the way the world is and not have anybody to talk to. Right. So that's going to be something, you know, it's going to be something uh, to think about there for, my, for just myself, you know, because I don't mind solitude, but I like to have people to talk to. <laughs> right, right. Man, that's some crazy shit. Right, uh, like, you know, lose technology wouldn't be able to do the PS universe, but hey, we'll right. find a way. Right. We gonna have to we be sending little carrier pigeons and everything this week's episode. <laughs> right. We're gonna have to uh, go back go back to old school primitive like the um like the drum circles, you know. They send messages through, you know, drum sound. Right. But I studied Boris Code, so I'm ready I'm ready to telegraph. <laughs> I'll go back to like I'm ready um, to get that on. Morse code. That's what I'm saying. I I learned Morse code. I, I know I know I know enough to use it. So I'm ready. To, I know how to make a telegraph out of basic um, household components, also. But it's getting that wire to another wire. That's going to be the trick. Right. And you can't have a megaphone on a soapbox, you know, screaming your podcast because then you know the zombies want to get. Hey, arr, what's going on over there? Arr. <laughs> you know. Right. I don't know, like I said, I just thought it was, you know, I came across my mind last time, I'm like, warm water, why do we really enjoy warm water? And I was like, 
what's going to happen when we lose it? <laughs> Are people going to mentally flip? You know, that's, that's what I go through in my head. Yeah. Like I said, those are good questions, you know, to ask because of the fact of, you know, uh, we know that that's eventually coming. We just don't know when. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, I, I like it. I'm, I, I know I poke fun to a lot of people, you know, the phone stuck to their hands and everything like that. And they yeah. all they do is, you know, phone, 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 phone. What you going to do? We don't have that no more. You know, I mean, are you prepared to make a fire without an app showing you how to do it? Oh, I need to watch a YouTube video. I make a fire. No, you don't have technology. You don't have electricity. You know, I don't. Fire, like, as long as you just have like two, two sticks and, and some dry brush. No, no, sir. I'm gonna bring me a lighter. I'm gonna find me a lighter. One way or another, I'm gonna find me a lighter. Now they also sell survival kits with um the the flint sticks in there, and they're they're built in um and they're like your belt buckle or whatever. So you can actually get a striker. You know, so you really don't need two sticks. Yeah, I've seen the two sticks with the strings and all that. It can be done, but it also there's certain rocks you can also bang together and make sparks. You know, so I mean, there's there's tricks out there to get it going. Yep. I just, I just hope that everybody's prepared for when it does come, to not to depend on that that device in your hand because that ain't gonna do you any good anymore. Oh, my take a selfie of what? Take a selfie of what? The dark. Once our once our technology goes down. Uh, then what are you gonna do? Oh, you shouldn't have wished this is ran across my well, I've been seeing this letter across the news. Um scientists have discovered a fifth ocean in Antarctica. Now where at though? On, on, on in the ocean or under the ocean? Um they discovered it like since the glacier since the Arctic glacier's been melting away. Right. The Arctic glacier has exposed what scientists are now calling a fifth ocean. It's always no, but, been there, but actually now no, I have a name for it. Had, name. But now we've always had what seven oceans? The Pacific, the Atlantic, the Indian, the Arctic, Antarctic. Isn't there another ocean out there somewhere? Gulf of Mexico, maybe? Uh no. Um, um yeah, help me out. Help me on the geography real quick. I mean, there's the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, um, then the Arctic Ocean and the Antarctic Ocean, right? Then the Gulf of Mexico. Isn't that all the oceans? Not technically an ocean. That's just a... Uh, um, no, but, I'm saying, but there's more than, well, there's more than um, four oceans right now, right? Pacific, Atlantic, Indian. It was already five oceans. So, I mean, is there... Yeah, I mean, is it a fifth ocean, ocean or... name. Okay. I Look thought at, we already had, I thought we already had more than five oceans. Um as far as I know, scientists only believe we only have four oceans. And really? then we have several seas like <coughs> like the Black Sea, which I believe is uh um, Yeah, no, no, I'm saying but, but in general though, it's always been the Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, the Arctic Ocean, and Antarctic Ocean, and the Gulf of Mexico. That's the oceans I remember. And when I did geography, you know, back in a long right. time ago days. So that's more right. than five right there. Yeah, but that's 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 then again, then again, that could be somebody else's reality stream. Because, like I said, the islands in the Bahamas are not where they were when I was in the other reality stream. So that's 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 probably a thing also. So I ain't gonna I ain't gonna touch that one. I'm just gonna accept it for what it is. All right, cool. Found a new ocean. Yay! <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna try to question it. But you know what, though? We do got to get it out of here. We run into that time. 
Uh, hopefully next week everything will be back on schedule. We'll get JD back up in here and everything's going good. Whew, man. Rob, what a week. What a week, man. What a week. So go ahead and say good night to the folks and we're going to get up out of here. All right. Um, good night. I love y'all. Peace. And I'm probably going to end up going up here eating something. I'm going to bed. I got to get up super early tomorrow. Dude, they had numbers.